That sounds crappy. Like I can't. I don't hear it. It went away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to an amazing episode of HR Talk. It's been one minute too long. That means it's been two minutes. And it's our pleasure to be back here. I'm JC up in the northern part of the United States of America and down in sunny central Florida. The man who always loves to go down with all those dudes in Florida and wreak havoc in the world of human resources. Ricky Baez, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the program, Ricky. How are you doing? Never, ever introduce me like that again. <laughs> what are you talking Ricky Baez, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't Holy understand what just crap. happened. Boy, if I wasn't paying attention before. <laughs> Holy crap. Ricky Baez, I have to address uh, a topic of concern immediately. It's been plaguing me since the last time you and I recorded. Um, First up, uh, to everyone at UCF, yes, I did say that UCF sucks, and here's why. Because I'm a fan <laughs> of Baylor University, and when we're talking a Big 12 rivalry, that's why I said that. Okay, I did that on the last show that we did a long, long time ago. UCF is an educational institution, and the people learning human resources there are great people, and the school is amazing, and the whole area is cool. When it comes to football, I hope your team loses until the end of days <laughs> and never wins another game, ever. Past that... I think UCF's pretty cool, like the basketball or the the chess team. I think you guys even have like an air hockey tournament or what. It's all good stuff. You guys do great things. Very big, very large. It's amazing. But I I I have to just put that out there because the harassment has been constant for the past seven months. So oh, I did, wow. yeah, I did just have to put that out. There. Thank you for subscribing me to all of your email lists. So I I am fully aware of everything that the school is doing on a regular basis. Um, it really just came down to a comment about football. Ricky Baez, back to you. Hey, look, I'm about to shock you here, brother. I I love the school. I bought season tickets this year and last year. You know, to just you know just go hang out and take some clients, dude. I'm not renewing. Why? I am not. I am not. They have the worst, and I'm going to say it on here. They have the worst customer, customer service, service. Yeah. ever, ever, you ever. Know, I. There's a major issue when we're talking about the uh, college sports ranks and what they charge for tickets combined with their customer service is absolutely horrendous. I bought four tickets to go to uh, Baylor TCU a couple years ago, um, a season ago, not this past season, a season prior. And the four tickets in the nosebleeds, Ricky, uh, you were talking like $525. And I didn't even get a reach around at the end of the day. Like, this was horrifying. Like, not even premier parking, no no map, no like lead-ins, nothing. And I'm used to a little bit more of a five-star treatment from like a NFL facility type perspective, yeah. you know, go Bills. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of bread, a lot of dojo. Here we go, you know, Mr. Miyagi, where are you? This ain't happening, you know. Talk to me about UCF. What happened? Well, you know, I bought these tickets and uh, I had about six or seven home games, I think it was. And um, I I gave the first game away to some clients. The second game, I took other people and it was just an insane mess. I mean, they they would only let me in through a specific entrance. I couldn't go to any entrance. So I have to be strategic where I park. 
right? Yeah. And then when I went through this one, anyway, it was just a lot of blockades and a lot of miscommunication happening, right? And when I brought the the uh, the uh, concern up to the people at UCF at the um, at the event, nobody seemed to care. Nobody cares, and I'm sitting there embarrassed with, with my clients. And then I gave them a call. I, it's this whole thing afterwards, not a peep from them, nothing at all. You know what? It was almost were better you, if were they you just a gave me a call, call me an a-hole. Were you a Karen or a Chad, though? Like, were you over the line? Were you that guy that everyone's like, yeah, I'm not going to deal with this guy. I don't care about him. No, no, bro. You you, you see Come the on. patience that I have in these establishments, right? Very, because very I little. Very little patience. <laughs> I did. So you're such a liar. It's the opposite. Because I understand how these things are, right? But if you can't even give me the basic acknowledgement as a customer, then no, I'm not going to throw any money at you. So when they called me to see if I wanted to renew my tickets, I'm like, absolutely not. When they asked me why, I'm like, Your let team me send sucks. you these 42 emails. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm right. not going to say that. Look, and this front part of the show is not just about UCF. I mean, there's a lot of other crazy things when it comes down to customer service and then even segueing directly into, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, training. We are at Disney's Vacation Club Resort here in Vero Beach, Florida. And, and I gotta tell you, these Disney lifeguards, they do not take their eyes off of the water. I mean, that's exactly how it should be, but they are trained to look at the water in some kind of a figure eight type of a configuration. I mean, but, oh, what happened here? All right, I'm going to pause the video right there. So this is Ricky Baez at Disney, shocking, and you're, <clears throat> you're videotaping children in the pool. What happened? I saw him not. <laughs> no, hold up now. What are you doing here? Oh, God, Jesus, man. Yeah, <laughs> you can break I miss this you, down. bro. Holy crap. Yeah, of course um, you do. <laughs> Everyone else in HR sucks, you know? <laughs> no, so, okay. I'm so kidding, we're at the of pool course. I say stuff like Disney. that. Hang on a sec. I say stuff like that for shock value to pull you in. Because the majority of you in human resources have been having a terrible day and a terrible week and really a terrible career. You didn't even mean to be in HR and you're here. So we're so I'm rocking the boat a little bit just to wake you up. But, you know, it's just tongue in cheek. All right, Ricky, back to you. You don't know how close you are to that last statement. <laughs> so No. So we're at the Disney Vacation Club Resort in Vero Beach, Florida. Right. It's one of the few off park properties. So we're at the pool and I noticed that the lifeguards do not take their eyes off the water, which that's how it should be. But they look at the water in this figure eight type of thing. Yeah. And if somebody goes to talk to them, they do not look the people in the eye because they're watching the water. All right. Let's get let's get a little bit more of this clip right here. This is on the uh, yeah. TikTok of uh, uh, the HR guy or something. I don't know. What's that happen? Did he lose his shorts? Oh, oh, she's passing her lifeguard test. I thought I caught something happening. Hey, everybody freaking out right now? They were. That's what it was? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. All right, that's pretty cool. So, uh, you got to catch a lifeguard graduation at Disney after they were figure eighting each other.
No, they were not figure eighting anybody. They were just looking at the water. And then uh, as I'm talking about their training, uh, somebody blows a whistle. She jumps in the water. I saw a guy walk away. It was weird. And it looked like it was shorts at the bottom of the pool. Long story short, that's part of their training. And she was she, she's not a full-fledged lifeguard yet. One of the things that she has to do is if she sees something at the bottom of the pool, regardless of what she thinks she it is, she has to jump in, grab it, whether it's a hat, a flip-flop, it doesn't matter. If it's the bottom of the pool, she has to jump in and do her, her whole rescue thing. And that's what I happened to catch, right? But it was it's insane how they're training. So I started talking to them afterwards. I asked them if they can go on video. They said no. I understand. Uh, but I started talking to them afterwards about their training. And it is a really intense training. They can't get fired if they break eye contact, quote unquote, from the pool to answer somebody's question. It's insane, which I appreciate, right? I really appreciate because, you know, when you go to Disney, when you go to these parks and you want to, you really want to relax, you, not that you're supposed to take your eyes off your kids, right? But it definitely does help that there's that extra eyes figure aiding each other. <laughs> at the pool so i really appreciate that you want to talk about extra eyes in the world of human resources disrupt hr you want to talk about extra eyes jennifer mcclure the chief excitement officer of disrupt hr llc was one of the main speakers at the wednesday december 13th disrupt hr 10-year anniversary that just went down ricky bias the CEO of Unbridled Talent and CEO of, of Excitement. She took to the stage. There was a whole magical thing that took place. Ten years of Disrupt HR going down. I've, I do have a clip. This is from the Twitter. George Sample. I'm going to play your, uh, your, 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 it's not twit your ex. I'm going to play your, I'm going to play your ex, George. Play my ex or his ex. So a couple of things to frame up our next speaker. The first one is now we are talking about a typical math in HR, so... He started as an IT guy. And when you think IT and HR, you could absolutely think, right? So that's that's the first part. The second part is his, his career has taken him all the way through and into a lot of immersion into DEQ. And the phrase that I loved when we were talking for prep is he said, DEQ is awesome, but DEQ done wrong can be the most alienating thing that you can find. So what we're about to hear about here about here, about, did you see how that is about? It's George Sample talking about DEI that works for everybody. All right, so that was our MC. I think his name was uh, John Bernatovich. Bernatovich? I don't know. I might have gotten his name wrong altogether. Ramirez. Johnny Ramirez. So he took to the stage. He was announcing someone coming up to talk about DEI. Clearly, he filled the room full of excitement. His voice was powering and booming uh it, jennifer please give me a call one of these days you know that i'd be happy to come down there and rock the house for you you got no idea but yeah you had jennifer mcclure you had steve brown steve brown hey the legend he's awesome the, yes. he's legendary in the world of human yeah. resources he really is yeah. he put up a lot of things on the x as well um of his time there at disrupt cincinnati mm-hmm. it's kind of funny to think that cincinnati is like the focal point of all things to do with popular culture and the world of work when it comes down to it. Think about it. For really? Me. Yeah. Okay. So HR, so they just happen to have a disrupt HR event there. 
that doesn't mean that's the uh, that's the nucleus ground zero patient zero of everything work all right so, so i can speak with a with a little bit of uh background on this one for a heartbeat and we're going to go on the way back train real quick so wkrp right. in cincinnati i mean that was a show lonnie anderson that's the an whole awesome nine show, it was a great show right well my father yeah. helped inspire that program and it, if it wasn't for the life of my dad, that show probably wouldn't have existed because the whole Harry Chapin connection and then the inspiration that went into the writers that created the series, the whole nine. So the world of pop culture also rotates and revolves, believe it or not, around Jim Connors in Cincinnati. There it is. So when we think about human resources, I mean, Disrupt HR existed before. Jennifer McClure, she's been on the scene for a good hot minute, but it wasn't until the world of HR talk erupted with Jim Connors making Ricky Baez famous, of course, that human resource now revolves around the world of Cincinnati and Disrupt HR. How many Disrupt HR chapters are there in the world? I'm going to tell you right now. Two billion. And out of those two billion, Ricky Baez, he speaks at like the majority of them. You just had a Disrupt HR event as well, too, didn't you? We did. We did. And unfortunately, I could not make this last one for Thanksgiving because my my entire family got hit with the flu. So that couldn't happen. But you know what? You know who holds the record? Who holds the record of Disrupt HR Orlando? Because we did for 15 now. The person who holds the record, who spoke at the most, which is every single one in Orlando, wanted to guess. You know this guy. Um, uh, Leslie. You know? no, oh, oh uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen the Miklas. Um, David Miklas. Yes. David, David Miklas. Oh, that's David his Miklis, brother. Yeah. yeah, he's a good guy, too. <laughs> Yeah, he has spoken at every single one disrupt of Orlando chapter events, and not every in single Jacksonville one. as well. No way. In, in, in Orlando, was he yes, at he has. Oh, in Orlando, I was going to say, was he a Maitland yeah. for EA Sports? He was. Stop it! He didn't speak he that day, did he? Yes, he. Yes, he did. He has spoken at each and every one. See, I don't remember meeting him until after the unbelievable. This David Miklas, unbelievable. Well, you was, but, but, but remember, you was working that day because you was emceeing. Right. So, oh, my God, even if you were yeah. emceeing, you should have <laughs> remembered yeah. it. You wow. called him up. That goes that goes uh, way back. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, dude, he he has done the most. And dude, just again, I'm plugging David here because we were doing t- um, HR Florida together uh, back in August when the hurricane hit. Let me tell you, man, this dude had people lined outside of the room he was speaking in. He was talking about the best ways organization can get sued. And you the best ways you can get sued. Yes, dude. And and he had it was standing room only people waiting outside. I thought Taylor Swift was there. Right. And I'm like, my God, Taylor Swift is here. The HR event. No, it was David. David Swift was David Swift. (laughs) There's only one person in human resources that does look like Taylor Swift. That's Jennifer McClure. Okay, so besides all that, if we move past it for a minute here. If we go over to HR secrets and social media, there was a video that popped up recently, Ricky Baez, that was absolutely shocking, shocking to a lot of people that caught it. Uh, This is a snippet that was segmented and put on. um, I think it was the Tiki Taki or the Grams or something. Anyways, this clip, I'm going to play it and I want you to be ready to dissect it. Are you ready for this, Ricky Baez? Ready to roll. Okay. 
You are essentially giving all those dirty little secrets that HR does not want us to know. They're definitely dirty. They're not always so little. <laughs> and they can be sneaky. If you see family photos on the interviewer's desk and start bonding over having kids, you may have fallen into a secret trap. There's a, an HR director that I know, and when you come in for the interview, she's got a picture of two adorable little kids that are facing you in the interview. She doesn't have kids. This is a trick. What she has is an edict from upper management to not hire moms. So if you start talking about your children, she yes. knows right away to strike you off the list. Exactly right. That's and terrible. And you'll never know. And you'll never know. <laughs> so uh, back to uh, do we trust HR, Ricky Bias? Back to you. Put the H in that it. Is so, uh, Shove that your is H in there, Ricky. Fairly. What do you got? It's such an unfair, unfair label, dude. That was that's not an HR little secret. That's that specific HR director's little secret. I mean, that's not everybody else's. That is the crappiest thing. Are you kidding me? Look, if if anything, if anything, if I have a picture of my kid when I'm interviewing and the person asks questions, I like that person already because if they like kids. Right. Chances are they have a good personality. Now, I don't make it hiring a hiring decision based on that, obviously. But man, that is not an HR little secret. That is just that a whole HR director that doesn't want to hire people. I don't know. It sounds like a dirty little secret to me at the end of the day. I mean, how many times have you, ladies and gentlemen, been on an interview, even you people in HR? And if, if you know what that code is, the way that they look across the table with those beady little eyes or the panel that they put together and all the posturing, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt that they were just talking about you at that Disrupt HR event the other night. <laughs> and now <laughs> here were. you are. Here you are trying to get in as the new HR generalist. And yeah. you are going to be thrown out the door in a heartbeat because you like dogs. And you just told them that, and they've got a no dog edict or something. How often is that? How it, it happens a lot, Rick? Right? I'm I'm sure it happens. I'm sure it happens. What and else if I'm happens? aware, well, I mean, there's people who make decisions based on obviously on how they look, their breath, how they answer the questions. Obviously, have you done that? How they have you done no, that? No, absolutely not. Breath. Absolutely not. Let's talk about no. breath real quick. You have not now, done here's breath. The thing. I have not. However, however, if I'm interviewing for a position where this employee is going to be really close, personal close space with a customer, yeah. I'm going to have to address that. Right. Well, addressing it and not hire them because of it is two separate things. Like that's where backbone comes into play. Right. Like, hey, you're overqualified for this job. You used to be the CEO of Morgan Chase. I think that you would do great work in this Disney line, but your breath smells. We need to talk about that. I'd like to offer the job to you, but first six months of halitosis treatments or something like I don't know. Work with but me. Let's be careful because that could become a medical issue and it could become an ADA issue. So you could have just so don't hire that them. door. So don't hire them. Well, then just stay no, in the absolutely. dirty secrets of HR. And hey, if they're stinky, don't bother. Right. You sound like you work for that HR director. That's what you, that, that's what it sounds. How like, many people listening right HR. now? There are so many people listening right now that are like, yeah, even though I just recertified with Sherm, screw that. I'm not going to follow that. I'm not hiring people of a separate political party to work for me. I mean, it, people can do that. It's illegal, though, right? It definitely, it's illegal. But here's the thing. Here's how easy it is for an organization to discriminate against you, right? If they don't want to hire you because of your disability, because of how you look, because of your breath, let's make it something that could be illegal otherwise, right? 
they're not going to tell you to your face. They're going to bring something else up that's legal for them not hiring you for that position. So is the possibility there? Absolutely. Has it happened before? I'm sure it has. Do I do it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because my job is to make sure I bring in the right person for the right positions and to make sure they bring a good return on investment for my client. But to not hire them because they, they're, they're a parent, that's illegal, brother. That. I, I had a dear friend in a very specific industry that left the area uh, that he lived in. And when he left the job, he pursued other opportunities and and just moved on. Came back to the area years later with many, many more skills and accolades and attempted to get a interview back with that original employer that he left about 10 years ago. Mm. For a position that he is well overqualified for, this person could not even get an interview because some of the people that were still working there were still there. Is his feeling that even though he's applied multiple times, that he's being blacklisted, not allowed an interview? That could be true. Is that illegal? It is not illegal. Um, It's and it depends on the situation. So I'll give you an example. Right. Um, If you if you abruptly quit from 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 any organization, you don't give a two week notice. Now, remember. There's no law that says, besides Montana, that you have to give a two-week notice. There, there is no law that says that. It's this. This is more of a common courtesy. If you decide to give your organization a two-minute notice, then guess what? Right? Have a good one. We wish you well. But chances are, you're not going to interview with us again. And that's not illegal. That's not illegal. And if you cuss everybody out on the way out the door, even if you did give a two-week notice. Right. We're not going to interview you again. We're going to put you on that naughty list and you're not going to be able to get a job here. Right. So how you exit an organization is just as important on how you work for the organization. So don't think just because you resigned and you go somewhere else, you're not going to need that burnt bridge back. So then it's going to apply in the same way to where, like, when you try to come back and they don't even want to bother interviewing you. They could then tell their friends at a HR symposium in the area about some story to do with you that's not even true. And then others crappy, in the industry don't hire you. And all of that's the professionalism of human resources nowadays, right? Well, that's, see, so that's crappy, right? Because what I would not, if somebody was to do that to me, not give me a two week notice, right? And I, I won't, I'll blacklist them from, from interviewing for my organization. I'm not going to tell other people about that, right? Because that's not proper form. Now, here's the thing. That's, here's the thing. that's, that's saying if the person was under a two week notice, if they gave you 30 to 60 days notice and had a beautiful transition, but you just didn't like them. That's the actual root of this story here. Gotcha. So, so, Let's go that route. And right? you'll because get that. You'll get that in executive course. You get that in oh, leadership course all the time. Hey, we finally got Karen out of here. You know, it's not right. <laughs> you, it is, it's but it's not. Right. But it's not. But it is. But maybe. But no, nah, I don't <laughs> think so. It's not right. Depending who you're asking. Right. 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 Uh, who, who, who gives you that $20 bill? So, no, um, <laughs> I if it's a personal issue with the person, I try to keep that away. I keep that shit away. Have you seen this before? Yeah. <laughs> I try to keep all that shit away. Right. And uh, because. It's just because I had a bad experience because my personality would not mess with that person's personality. It doesn't mean that it's not going to do it anywhere else. Right. So I try to keep those comments to myself. 
unless it's really bad, bro. If you come in, right, and you're stealing things, you're put you're you're peeing in the in the in in the coffee pot, right? Yeah, dude. I'm gonna let I'm gonna warn other people. I'm gonna let them know, hey, dude, if you don't want your coffee to be really bitter, <laughs> don't hire this person. Listen, my friend is amazing at spreadsheets. You will need a kitty litter box for them though. Kind of like that, right? I'm not going to go down that route. You're not going there today? <laughs> not Are we today. talking about furries again? Not We're doing today. furries again? We're not doing that oh, today. No, I I'm got tired of furries. Wow, uh, man. Google furries. Yeah, no, that, that, that's the whole thing. And it's a whole thing at the end of the day that we got to be mindful of. All the way down to, you know, when you don't leave an organization and you stayed there a very long time, there are some things that we do have to consider at the end of the day. We had somebody pass away in the office. Her desk was cleared out by the end of the week. Bunch of PTO days still on the books. 401k that she's been scrimping and saving for that she'll never get to use. A pension that she was trying to earn that she'll never see a penny from. Bunch of sick time, never took it. Here's your friendly reminder. Live life. Because one day it'll be gone. I want to start off with how dare he assume the deceased person's gender? I don't know. Wasn't a he? Why I got to be a she? Uh, it sounds like they worked in the office together. So I, you know, reasonable. You still don't know. Sense you of still don't there. know. <laughs> no, yeah, but you're already assuming. So let, let's just. Yeah, let, you're right. Okay. You could gloss past that part. I understand the humor that Fine. you're trying to get at there. But yeah, no. What, is, no, what look, are your thoughts I, on that, man? Dude, so this was touchy because I've I've been involved in a bunch of these and these suck, dude. And look, these are there is the reason this sucks is because these are people you spend most of your waking hours with at least 40 hours a week. Right. It, 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 it's at least eight hours of your day is spent with the people at work. And when somebody passes away, it'll take a really cold person not to feel something about that person's absence, right? But, you know, business still has to go. You still have to pack up the office, right? That position, as bad as it sounds, just became open. And that position has to be filled, right? A for-profit organization cannot afford to build a shrine on the person's desk, right, for X amount of time. And and I'm not trying to be funny. These are some things that some people have asked before. Bro, I've done about 20 of these in my entire career, and they suck, man. They yeah. suck, it, you know, and, and, but the key thing for you to do as a leader and as an HR professional is look, you have to communicate the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Make sure that all the employees are okay. Bring in EAPS needed, right? Because again, the, it's everybody grieves and accepts death differently and process disinformation uh, differently. Um, but let them know what to expect. Look, you're going to see somebody in this person's desk. We're going to have to pack this up, right? I know it's going to look cold, right? Because she's no longer here with us. But as long as you communicate to the people and give them some kind of closure, you're going to be okay. But those situations suck, dude. End of the day, stay true to yourself. Do what you love. Create the environment that's right for you. I pause when I tell people that because some people doing what they love could affect a bunch of other people. Well, that's I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's that's where the other piece of life advice comes into play. Uh, that being fear is what stops us from our dreams. So don't let it. So e even if you're a little afraid, 
and someone's staying true to themselves, doing what they love, uh, and they're trying to create the environment that's right for them, you could always lean back on how curiosity opens your mind and brings more passion into your life. And then ultimately, yeah. the other piece of life advice, always be kind. So when they're doing something that's egregiously overlined, doing what they love, creating the environment that's right for them, and fear is stopping you, just stay curious and be kind. That's right. Man, Chat GPT could not have said it better. No, that's not that the really- GPT. That's, <laughs> that's just me, man. You know, but it's it's kind of funny at the end of the day because really all that I did right there was take a bunch of positive life memes and uh, thread them together in my own mind, weaving a weaving an amazing story. Hey, um, I've got something else for you, ladies and gentlemen, right here. This is a very good one. It's advice for leaders. If you're a leader. There are three things business leaders have a hard time saying. I was wrong. I need help. And worse for such sour sauce. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. Your, your, um, your social media thing is super funny. This is really good. Talk to me about this clip and, uh, what happened to you? I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I where was saw this? that about a year. Where was this? What was social media platform? Oh, TikTok. Okay. TikTok. What's your handle on yeah, yeah. TikTok? The, Ricky the HR guy. Okay, go ahead. Ricky go the ahead. HR guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I was uh I, I, I actually saw somebody else do that about a year ago. And then I saw it again and it made me laugh because you know me. It, it's every time I cook, every time I barbecue, I use some Worcestershire sauce and I have a hard <laughs> time saying it. I really have a hard time saying it, right? <laughs> And so I was just feeling some kind of way. Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago or last week. And uh, yeah, man, I really have a hard time seeing that. Where's your, your sour sauce? I just call it W sauce. Boom. W sauce and you're good. Worcester sauce. I always take it back to New England. It's Worcester sauce. Worcester sauce. Worcester sauce. Yeah, I don't know. Worcester I don't even your sister know. sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Such yeah, a mess. I, I love it. I, I love can't it. take credit for that, man. No, yeah. you can't. You can't. But there is a way, ladies and gentlemen, on social media where you can learn how to get money without working at the end of the day. And it's what? actually rather ingenious. There's this new thing that kids are doing to make money, right? Basically, on their car, they get like paint markers and they write girls trip. They put their Venmo and they're at like buy us a drink, bachelorette party. There's this guy that does it. So he writes all this like girls trip stuff and he'll drive around. No and he way. said he makes more money doing this shit than working like a full time job. Whoa. Because you are just sending money to People the Venmo. People do it and they drive through rich neighborhoods. Whoa. Like areas. They're like, wow. they're like car parked at like a downtown area. That's that's genius. Does he put like on a wig and like a sass? So, like, <laughs> That's you what know. I wonder. Like his windows must be tinted Bro. or something. And then other people would do like just married Venmo's. And what are they driving? Doesn't matter. Just huh. any car. Yeah. That's, That's a trend awesome. right now. Like people go on bachelorettes and they'll write the Venmo and be like, buy us a drink, whatever. Now people are taking advantage of it and they're going to ruin it for like people that were like wholesome about it and they were getting a little bit of like money for their trip. Now nobody's going to send anything <laughs> because this person ruined it. But it is brilliant there's people that quit their jobs because they said they're making more no way no okay now i've seen those around here right we just got married girls trip or spring break and i see them putting their vimbo and the i'm I'm not gonna lie the first thing that comes to my mind is wow isn't that pretty that that's you're really gonna expect people to send you money because i'm definitely not (laughs) i'm not doing that apparently people do huh oh apparently yes absolutely that. So wait a minute. Okay, so I have a bone to pick with that. So let's say I say my grandma passed away. Help me pay 
for my uh, for my um, uh, 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 funeral services. If people pay me money and they found out that that's not the case, I could get in trouble with the law, right? No, I think so. Yeah. Then couldn't you get in trouble with the law here if if I'm not going on a girl's trip? I I think you <laughs> and would I put right? it up there, right? Oh, dude. Okay, I'm not gonna try that. But I, I look. I got to tell you, at first, tw Ricky, 20 years ago, would be upset because I'm like, that's not how you do things. But Ricky now is like, dude, go get yours. That's actually pretty ingenious. And uh, I actually, I my what's it? What's it say to the work ethic the of that generation, though? What's it say to the work ethic of people coming up right now, where they they're more um, keen on going out to uh, work a scheme than the nine to five? Is it is it something to do with the culture of an organization? Is it something to do with the, all the HR things we talk about, or is it just easy money? <laughs> you know. Well, let's talk about that. I think I think if you if you define if you ask a room of of people of different generations if you ask them to define work ethic, you're going to get completely different answers. You are because work ethic for a baby boomer is different than a Gen Xer. Is different for a millennial. Is different for a Gen Z. And is different for whoever's in the thing right now. Right. Very different. Right. They even put a knife on you. That's right. So, look, it, it, it's I think if we take a step back and think about what is hard work, the idea is not to work hard. The idea is for you to have the work ethic so you can make a good living. What these kids are doing today, they found a cheat code on how to make a good living without the work ethic, without the hard work. No, it's still and hard work. I mean, you got to drive around. Gas is four dollars a gallon. You got a whole thing. Well, by me, you, you might know, hit a deer. I mean, exactly. It's dangerous. <laughs> dangerous out there, man. No, but I can't get mad at these kids for 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 finding an easy way to make money. Kind of like the ones to do. Kind of like the ones that sit on the corners. Says military veteran. I'm hungry, and they got to sign up. And you're like, yo. What unit were you well, in? And they don't even know what you're talking about, you know? Then I walk away. Then I walk because I don't give them money. What I do is, look, are, are you going to be here in 20 minutes? Yeah. I'm going to go to McDonald's. What do you want? Right? I get them some food and then come back. Hey, but I don't give them money. But then when I start asking, especially the ones who tell me they were in oh, the Marine man. Corps, I was a drill sergeant. Man, shut up. Get out Dude, of my face. I, I was not a drill sergeant. I wish I could do exactly that with the people selling Girl Scout cookies in the office. <laughs> I'm not going to give you money right now, but hang on. Stay right here. <laughs> oh, dude. I tell you what, man. Those girls card cookies, man. Those are the, that's the biggest cartel ever to exist. Yeah, those well, things yeah. are good, dude. Yeah, all the, way up, all the way up until the point that the recipes became public. And you can go to Publix and get the generic knockoffs of them now. So you <laughs> never got to pay like $13 for Samoas. You just pay like the $4.99 for the Samama Mamas or whatever at Publix, you know. So, where's the Shoshara ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The Samama Mamas, you know. Dude, I spend about 200 bucks a year in those things, man. I'll oh, my God. <laughs> They're so good, man. You're, yeah. you're still a Girl Scout? <laughs> I got a dealer. I got a dealer, man. <laughs> I do. And I'm like, hey, you got any more than peanut butter crisps? <laughs> Give me a cool glass of milk. Here's a 20. That's funny. That is funny. It's so funny that it makes you almost think that you might need help for mental health issues. That's a very good question. So here's the deal. Organization. All right, so this question that came to the table of Ricky Baez says, I am on FMLA for mental health issues. Am I allowed to be out to eat and shopping with friends? They're telling me that I can't. Organizations can approve or deny your FMLA leave. They can tell you how long you can use it and how you should report those hours. And businesses don't come up with that information just out of thin air. They are following the doctor's information that they submitted in the uh, FMLA packet. 
That said, businesses cannot tell you what you can and cannot do while in FMLA. Because at the end of the day, it's your doctor who's the only one who could tell you what to do. For example, if you're on FMLA because you're depressed, a doctor's gonna prescribe that you go on a cruise. And if your company found out that you're on a cruise, there's nothing they can do. Because at the end of the day, they're not your doctor. They only approve or deny your FMLA. So if this is happening to you, you might want to get an attorney. Wow, that's strong. That cruise situation is a real situation. Seriously, it's, what it's, happened? What happened? So about ten, about ten years. It wasn't me. About oh. ten years ago, um, I was working for an organization where um, I was their HR, and the one of the leaders of a department came to me saying they saw a specific employee on the, on the same cruise they were on. And this leader who was really high up wanted to get this person fired because this person, he knew this person was an FMLA, but he didn't know why. And this was a leader who did not know how FMLA worked, but still wanted that employee fired because he believed this employee lied. Because under his idea of what being out on FMLA leave is, is to be homesick in a cast. Right. That was his idea. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> right. Got it. And. And I'm telling him, I'm like, look, you don't know why he's on FMLA. We're not going to fire him. We're not going to fire him. Right. And then he kept saying, oh, I'm his leader. I have to know. No, you do not. You just need to know whether the doctor approved it or not. Right. And I left it at that. So, so as a coincidence, the following week, I went on a cruise. So I was on a cruise for seven days. I came back to find out that while I was gone, this leader fired this person when they came back. Oh, damn. Yeah, buddy. Talk about it was an issue, man. So you got it was fired. They got no. Well, that you person did? got fired. Oh, I did not get fired. No, I mean, I, I was. I thought out, you were on a I cruise. Was out on vacation. And then, oh, regular. <laughs> okay, I got it. I got. Mis yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it happens. It right. sucks. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, what can what can short, happen then? Nothing. HR can't protect you. HR, the great overlord and uh, perseverer of all that is right and just that you can completely no, trust. We brought that person back. We brought that Stop person back. It. With you back did pay. not. Absolutely, we did. Absolutely because the court did. ordered it. No, no. I was trying to prevent the court to say, here you go. You're going to bring this person back and you're going to pay them X amount of money for mental anguish and you're going to do all these things. Let's just bring them back. Let's pay them for the week and we're going to fire that leader. Wow. That leader got fired. Wow. Yeah. So when people say, when people say that HR is not there for the employee, they're there for the organization, that is what I mean. Yeah. Right? Because they're not because, your friend. They want to kill you. Well, we don't want to kill anybody, you, right? You, and we can be friends. We right. can do that. But if if a manager messes up, they want to fire you. Hold, we have to hold that manager yep. accountable Everyone's to the same fired. standards. You hold everybody else. Yes, fire everybody. Except then I gotta you can't, do except you can't hold yourselves to the standards yes we can hr's dirty little cannot? secrets the whole picture turning thing the stuff that we talked about earlier <laughs> no that was that one person oh that because that that's unique to your industry i got it i got yeah, it no because that I mean, one I'm not person saying does not you. represent the industry i'm not saying you it kind of feels like you are it kind of feels like you well, are, you don't man. have like it's okay i'm not talking about you hang on a second though He's holding up a picture of his family right there. That's great. That's right. See, I cued the music up for the wrong part. Ready? Hang on. Here's one of the worst parts when you got house music on. It's like the lead-ups are so long, but when the drops hit, they're amazing. And it's like, oh, it's coming. It's it's almost there. Hang on. Hang on. Wait. At what point is it going to play the music I want? 
still not doing it. Not now. So I skipped ahead in this song like 12 minutes and it's still building up. It still hasn't <laughs> dropped. I'm not even going to play. So it was just a little bit of lead in music in the background uh, for a little bit of current event thing here. So believe it or not, um, the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, has filed a lawsuit against Meathead Movers, the largest independent moving company in California for age discrimination. The lawsuit alleges that since at least 2017, the company has been refusing to hire applicants over the age of 40 years old for various positions. The EEOC claims that Meathead Movers has a pattern of intentionally excluding the elderly as workers, favoring the recruitment and hiring of young college women. The company's promotional materials highlight a preference for strong, clean-cut athletes implying a discriminatory hiring practice based on age. Ricky Bias, back to you. Did you say they, re- they want to hire young college women? Uh, and that men, right? and men. Yes, oh, so young it, college okay. students. So, there we go. So this is, this is a situation where the leader thinking they're doing the right thing is going to get them in trouble perfect example here's why because i'm i have to here's the conclusion i'm going to jump to i'm going to assume that the organization is hiring people under 40 because this is a laborous position they're going to have to do a lot of physical labor and they don't want the person to get hurt right so because they don't want the person to get hurt then they hire people that are young not knowing that it's highly illegal and here's the thing right you cannot make a decision based on that. You cannot make a decision based on age in most industries. Well, right? wait Airline a second. Wait a second. If we're talking about a moving company, though, and I mean, the lawsuit has been filed by the EEOC, so they find probable cause. But yeah. isn't there like the bona fide uh, qualifications? Thing? Yeah. Talk to me about that. Would that apply in this particular instance in regards to, quote, strong, clean cut athletes, end quote, for meathead movers like wouldn't that be a qualification of the job? It would not because you could still like have hooters. a well. You you could still have a clean cut athlete who's fifty years old. Can you, you have? Still a, have can that. you have? Well, oh, yes. You can, can you apply your statement to the restaurant Hooters? No, no, you cannot. So Hooters is a great example of a BFOQ, a bona fide occupational qualification, because if you put a male to do what a Hooters waitress is doing, you tarnish the brand. You need that specific qualification of a female, of, of, you know, of, 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 uh, of, of a lady that has those lady parts, <laughs> right? Because if you don't have that, the brand Hooters is not going to be the brand Hooters. So in this particular example, that is very important to the brand. Whereas you being 35, you could, you, you could be a 35-year-old slob and have a 45-year-old well-groomed athlete, and you cannot make a decision based on age. It's just you, you, you can't do that. Airline industry is different. In the airline industry, the FAA does say you can fly up to X amount of age. Once you hit that age, you have to retire because there's safety involved there. Because if you're flying for JetBlue, you got 200 people that you're in charge of, right? And then so they're saying once you hit X age, you can go ahead and uh, step down and do something else, but you're not going to fly. No other industry does that. Ladies and gentlemen, a California CEO has been fined, believe it or not. A California CEO that's been fined during the 2016 and 2017 years. Robert Heinekamp's company failed to withhold income. 
Social Security, and Medicare tax from employees' paychecks, as court documents revealed. Heinekamp did not file quarterly employment tax returns to remit the owed taxes to the ERS, a.k.a. IRS, leading to a total tax loss exceeding $800,000. Heinekamp is scheduled for sentencing June 27th, 2024, and could potentially face up to five years in prison or execution. In addition to jail time, he may be subject to supervised release. Execution was an exaggeration. He may also be subject to restitution and monetary penalties, the specifics of which will be determined by a federal district court judge based on U.S. sentencing guidelines and statutory factors. Back to you. You know, people make me laugh, brother. They make me laugh because the regular person does not mess around with the mob. But then people decide to mess around with the world's most notorious mob, the IRS. Do not mess around with them, folks. You pay whatever tax you get. You know, if there's anything that I've learned from doing my own consultancy thing full time for the past couple of years is do not mess with the IRS. That first year, I got hit, brother. I got hit because I, I I was doing my taxes wrong and I had to pay. Now, what and a half did I pay? Once a month. Once a month. I pay once. Here you go. Here's my tax. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. And then when my accountant does everything later on, it's it's a lot easier to do. But folks, if you're out there, you're running a business, dude. Do not mess up people's pay. Do not mess up the taxes. Because here's the thing, man. Not only are you trying to cheat the government, you as a business owner, but you also make life difficult for all the employees that work for you. Right. Because now if they find out that uh, oh no, if the IRS find out that your employees are not paying their due tax, not being taken out, they're going to get audited. Your entire system is going to get audited. Just pay the tax man and you'll be OK. That's the best thing I can tell you. In other news related to the story, please remember that the proper way to use a stress ball is to throw it at the last person who upset you. current events today continue around the world and back to google ai google ai is allegedly too smart as of today i saw that are you aware of that mm-hmm. i saw that it was only a matter of time before google came back Google DeepMind has successfully solved the age-old cap set problem in pure mathematics using a method called fun search This marks the first instance of a large language model making a significant scientific discovery. The breakthrough, published in the peer-reviewed journal Nature, represents the first time a large language model, LLM, has provided verifiable knowledge about long-standing scientific problem, according to the researchers at Google DeepMind. And at the end of the day, if an employee states that they find an error in the report... The manager should very simply turn back and say, congratulations, you just invented error finding. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, this computer is not going to be making any errors anytime soon, Ricky. They're, they're way too smart. Back to you. It, it, look, I'm, this is, if, 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 if you're not excited about the time that we're living in right now, then I don't know what's wrong with you. This is exciting because I cannot wait for the time which... It may be well beyond your timeline and my timeline, um, lifetime, where um, people are going to look back and laugh at us and how we did things. You used to cal- you used to write things down on paper. You used to calculate things with a computer, right? Who knows what the biggest and newest thing is going to be? And I think you and I are experiencing a a huge shift in technology and how people work. And I think this is extremely exciting. 
of 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 how work is going to be later on. We are going our kids and our kids kids and our kids 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 are going to think and work radically differently than what you and I are doing right now. And my only my only issue is that I'm not going to live long enough for me to see it and experience it. Well, you don't so, know that. True. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Well, you know what? You really Wait, don't no. know anymore with the way technology is advancing. Well, I mean, I guess I I guess she was going the other way because if we had the capability maybe in the future to live past 120, let's say we had that capability right now. Would you want to? Depending on the situation, possibly. Yeah. I mean, would you yeah. want to live past 120 with the body of a 120-year-old? <laughs> Ouch. You know, would you want to live past 120 with the body of a of 40 or 50-year-old? It depends on your bursitis. You know, I, I think I'll still be annoyed at people. That's how I am right now. <laughs> I think I think my annoyance you might want to get worse. <laughs> you might want to live for a very long time to learn piano. They did that in the Groundhog Day documentary. Did they? Yeah. Phil Connors. He like lived lifetimes over and over and over again. And it was Groundhog Day in Punxsutawney. Yeah. In that documentary, he learned how to play piano, Ricky Baez. I love how you keep calling a documentary. That's what they are. The movies on TV, the documentaries, it's all true. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure now the way AI is coming up. So life did you watch is imitating art? So let's talk about that real quick. Life imitating art, art imitating life, art influencing life. Did you see that uh that movie with the deer? Uh and and what's it called? Don't leave the world but leave the world behind? No, no. I'm watching it tonight. <laughs> okay, Don't tell me. So anything. in that thing it's like the destruction of the entire world, okay? And very clearly, there's like this whole convergence of like strategy, psychology, and and an eye-opening reveal to like... Don't give it away. What could wind up being a possible reality is all I'm going to tell you. Okay. I'm not giving you. it away by any stretch of the imagination, but there's so many okay. Easter eggs in that thing. Here's the only thing that I'm going to tell you and anyone else who watches that. When it gets to the part where there's the noise and they cover their ears, mute your TV and speakers. Just do that. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. That's the okay. only thing I'm going to tell you. Mute it. Don't listen to it. Don't listen to it. That's all. Don't listen to it. Back to you. What, are you implying that there could be like a secret, a secret frequency? I'm, I'm not that saying anything. Things? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> mute your TV, though, when you reach that part of the movie. So if tomorrow morning you wake up and you see in the news that I robbed the public, you're going to think that Hang I did on. not mute my TV. Let me check the news. Maybe you already did. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I didn't see your name in the headlines. What in the world was that? It's, it's, been, it's, been, quite a, uh, it's been quite a few months since we've gotten back together. We're in the final 10 minutes of the program, ladies and gentlemen. This will be the conclusion of the program in our final stretch here. Um, it's been a while since you and I got back together, Ricky, and uh, I've yeah, been man. busy. I've been busy. I had like a lot of life stuff going on and it's still going on. You know, when uh, older family members uh, age, uh, there's a lot of things that can radically change in your life overnight. And even if your employer offers or doesn't offer, you know, um, the type of insurance that can help you with uh, extended family, uh, you still have to step up to the plate and there's a lot that you have to do. And yeah. I'm on the, I'm, I'm in the middle of it. I'm not on the backside of anything. I'm I'm in the middle of it right now. But it's part of the reason why I've been busy, you know, um, and just really haven't been around. But it's been good for you because I've seen you blossom and grow. Uh, Ricky, you've gone from 
being the guy that I, I harassed to say you need to get on social media more to being the guy that's on social media more. And I love it. I love I love how you say harassed. Yeah. As in, it's I did. past tense. Yeah, no, yeah, I did. It's still happening. It's okay. No, I, I straight up harassed you for like three years. Dude, <laughs> yeah. get it. Get on. Yeah. I don't have time. I don't have time. You found the time and you're doing it I right. Do. do you have dedicated hours that you go live with people now too on, on TikTok or Instagram? I do. Um, well, talk I to me do about recordings. it. So what I do, I had to now, now that I started doing things differently. So now my schedule is different. So what I do, I do all my recordings on Fridays. Um, and if I have to interview, I do those on Wednesdays and then Monday, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I just deal with client speaking engagements, whatever I have to do. But I got two days out of the week that I dedicate solely to uh, social media and recording. Because a lot of the social media posts, I do it in one day and I just release it in different times throughout the week. I think for me, that's better than just doing it every day, right? Trying to figure out what to say, what to do when you just work on the weekend, start working on your script and then you just put it out there. Unless something else comes up that you're like, oh, crap, we got to talk about this. And then I do a one off. But yeah, man, I got it down to a little bit of a of a work schedule. It's working out pretty good. And so not too bad. We'll see what uh what the next 10 years of social media is going to bring. You're going to see me do it in uh, with with those Oculus. What are those, your uh, uh, your handles on the different uh, social media platforms? And uh, tell so me a little Ricky bit about how to find you. Ricky, the HR guy is going to be on TikTok and then everywhere else is Biasco. B-A-E-Z-C-O with the exception of Instagram, where it's Biasco Learn. But you'll see... You, it's as, as soon as you type in Biasco, you'll see everything on there, and especially in YouTube. Right now, we're trying to build the uh, YouTube channel. Um, we haven't given it the love, the tender loving care that it deserves, so we're going to start doing that in the next six months. So you're going to see a lot of traction on YouTube here in a bit. That's, yeah, that's, that's the only social media that I got, man. Unless there's something more. What other YouTube TV? I do. You know, I started putting the podcast on YouTube uh, podcast. Right. So now I'm starting to do videos. Have you started doing those or no? Oh, yeah. On your end? Oh, you have. Now you do a video. Well, uh, they're audio clipped, you know. Oh, God, not just. OK, not video of you. Yeah, not me. Drinking. OK, got it. Right. Got it. All right. Yeah. You're so shy. Why are you so shy? That there will come a time uh, when I'm not so shy on social media, uh, but not now. Probably when I uh, yeah. retire from my day job or something, you know, but not now. By any stretch of the imagination. Ah, dude, I don't see you. I don't see you quitting daytime stripping anytime soon, man. <laughs> I don't see you doing that. You get paid way too much for that. You'll be all right. Yeah, you got you got a good 13 <laughs> years in you there, JC. <laughs> <laughs> I tell people, I tell people. Oh, oh man. If I ever, I, it, and I think I shared this with you. If I ever open up an OnlyFans account, I'm going to make a killing because I'm just going to start making You know what? And people are going to pay me to put clothes if, on. If you did... I would I would subscribe and give you a hundred bucks so that I wouldn't have to watch. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> See, there yeah, you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Foolproof strategy plan. Boom, All right. Done. So uh you were talking about my show that's interesting things with JC. Yeah. Uh doing that every single day. There was one from three days ago I want to play for you if you got a minute. Okay. Okay, go ahead. beautiful. Here you go. In the journey of life, think of peace as your travel companion. Imagine it like tending to a garden. You water it with understanding. Fertilize it with compassion and pull out the weeds of discord. Picture every interaction as a chance to add a pleasant note to life's music. To live in peace with everyone, be a gardener who doesn't mind getting their hands dirty. It's not just about avoiding arguments, but about 
planting seeds of understanding. When conflicts sprout, address them like you would pesky weeds, with patience and a steady hand. Think of peace like a team sport. It's not about who wins or loses, but about playing together. Sometimes you might need to prune your own actions to keep the harmony intact. So picture each day as an opportunity to make your garden of peace thrive. In the end, living in peace isn't something like a grand gesture. It's about the everyday choices that you make. So water your interactions with kindness and watch the garden of peace flourish, not just around you, but inside you. These are Interesting Things with JC. So, for the first half of it, I'm like, is he saying peas? Like two peas in a pot? <laughs> so, so, so I figured it out. You're talking about peace. Absolutely. You know, there's uh, sometimes there turns out to be family dramas in, in the world, too, and that also impacts your workplace. Um, I lost my godfather, my uncle, uh, not too long ago. There was a lot of drama associated with that that uh, intertwined family members. And I, I tried to bring a sense of peace and calm to everything and uh, reach a point of understanding that, uh, you know, I can only do what I can do and I'm there to support to a degree. And then at a certain point, I, I have to disengage and it's okay to walk away in certain situations, but also be there at the same time. Um, very, very tough times. Uh, but you know, life's heading down a new path. Uh, my my lar my family at large is uh i i am the root of the family now i'm like the patriarch in a way believe it or not and people were making fun of me for that you know there was uh i i put together a beautiful Why? yeah i i don't know to tell you the truth ricky i put together a beautiful little note uh and someone said hey you should read that at the funeral and then uh at the wake someone came up to me and said oh you're the whole patriarch guy i'm like I don't even fucking know what you're talking about, but don't look at me that way, lady. Keep walking. And right then and there, it was clear that people like scuttle button. You know what I mean? Yeah, and turn yeah. and turning mountains into molehills. So then I just kept the shit to myself, you know? And uh, at the end of the day, they didn't ask me to do anything until the very end anyhow. But like by the time the priest says, go forth now in peace. And then they're like, do you want to say something? I'm like, absolutely not. You know, <laughs> like... They just dismissed everyone, and this has been a horrifying day. I'm good. I'm out. Peace, yeah. deuces. You know, <laughs> no hate, but I'm I'm done. You know. So anyway, I get it's been a lot, lot going on. Um, but that's where it is. So I want to thank you. Uh, well, I've been going through all this uh, trauma and strife for you know closing HR talk, retiring it, making a dramatic scene online. What the frig, Baez? What the hell you mean a dramatic scene? Yeah, everyone's like HR, HR talk is closed forever. Is retiring. I'm like. <laughs> Is it? They're like, you it's don't in know? The archives. They're like, you it's don't know? <laughs> I put it in the archive because here's here's what happened. What right? are you I talking about the people, archive? Hear me out. Hear me out. I didn't want people um, to keep asking too many questions. You got like I knew 45 seconds on, right? and we got to wrap. No, I, I'm going to take 20 minutes. Oh, my God. Look, because I kept telling people kept asking, look, what happened? What happened? I'm like, look, he's busy. I'm busy. I'm just going to set it aside. It was it would not be fair to you or to me for me to continue that brand and just me. This is you and me, brother. It's you and me. So if you needed some time, then you know what? I'm going to put it in the archives. Whenever we're ready to come back, like we're doing right now, let's go ahead and bring it back up, right? And maybe bring it back up once a month or once every other month or twice a month because you got a busy schedule. I got a busy schedule. But I, I, I wanted to respect the show 
by not continuing to do it without you, man, because you're a huge part of this show and you're what make HR talk HR talk. So that's why I'm like, let me put it to the side. And when we're ready, we'll do it. But it was not retired. Well, I may have said retired. I may have said that now that I'm thinking back, but not forever. Tom Brady retired like 20 times. Look at him now. Enjoying life. Divorced. So... <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, as we go to wrap things up here, Ricky, I want to thank you for those words. And uh, for everyone listening today, I want you to remember a social media marketer lost his job and went to work on a farm. He worked hard, but had one weird quirk. Every morning, he would do a belly flop into the hog. It's a it's a work joke about social media, media, social media marketing. I thought you wanted oh, to. Oh, dear God. Be inspiring or something. Sorry. No. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, final words it's, from you, Ricky Buys. New year coming up, folks. It's been a heck of a year, right? And I think pre pandemic, we've always said, we're going to push the new year in the throat. Now, the pandemic has taught us something different. Now we're saying, all right, we're going into this new year with peace and, ter- and tranquility. So, this is what I'm telling everybody. No, I don't care what happened to you this year. Take, do whatever you need to do to take a step back, unplug from everyone and everything, and just do self-care. And welcome 2024 with open eyes, open eyes, open arms, oh. open heart. Oh, I have to step all over your ending. I forgot to tell Why? you. I went on an uh-huh. interview yesterday. Oh, I did. Like for a job? Yeah, a big one, too. They told me that I'd start at $3,000 a month, and then after six months, I'd get 3500 a month. I told them that I'd start in six months. <laughs> Did they give you the job? No. 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 Oh, man. I love how that little piece you just said fits really well with my ending. Uh, Sorry. Anyway, like I was saying, uh, yeah. So welcome. Welcome 2024 with open arms, open heart, and just a calm mind. You know, if you if you if you take care of your mind, take care of yourself, everything else will fall in place. So that's all I'll say. Yep. And my final piece of advice for everyone out there, you know, make sure that you always tell your new hires, don't think of me as your boss. Think of me as a friend who could fire you. This has been that's HR Talk. I'm JC. This is Ricky Baez. Drive safe. Have a good night. Just tell them, think of me as your good friend and give me your password for your Instagram. I'm hungry. Dude, I'm going to get an Alaskan burrito. That's what I'm going to do.